Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast with your host, Scott Bisbee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast. Today, we have Dan Kelgan. Dan, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Scott. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How's the weather over there? We are uh, enduring uh, what some people might call a blizzard, but actually, no, I'm kidding. We ha- we're having a little bit of snow today around here. Uh, just a couple inches, nothing major. Uh, so, uh, but all good otherwise. All nice. Good. Nice. Uh, yeah, like uh, where I am in Alberta, it's uh, usually uh, below uh, freezing right now, but you guys basically have our weather. <laughs> yeah. Plus 11 here today is awesome. Oh, that's that's really warm, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell, can you uh, tell me a little a bit, a bit about yourself and uh, how long have you been a firefighter for? Sure. Um, well, so I, I got, uh, I guess it's 31 years. Uh, October was 31 years for me in the fire service. So it's been a, it's been a great ride. Um, nice. I started out, uh, back in 1986, uh, as a volunteer, as I guess most of us, uh, probably did at some point or another. Yeah. And most of my career, I, I've not all of it, but most of it, I've maintained volunteer status somewhere. Uh, but I'm also career, uh, fire officer, chief fire marshal, um, uh, for my, uh, municipality here. I live outside of, uh, Philadelphia, um, Chester County PA. So, uh, pretty much do this, you know, do this thing on a daily basis. Uh, and as you know, I'm also the co-author of the book, firefighter functional fitness. So myself and Jim Moss, we, uh, partnered up there a couple of years ago and, and been, uh, trying to do our part to, uh, create a healthier fire service one firefighter at a time so that, that's uh really awesome and uh your wealth of knowledge that's uh, amazing uh so what did you do uh before you were a firefighter uh what made you uh want to become a firefighter um well, I pretty much started right out of high school, so uh, I didn't really do anything before <laughs> before that i guess like I guess you could say it was uh I didn't really have a choice I grew up in a in a family of public servants. So a lot of my, especially on my father's side of the family, a lot of my family has been uh, either career or volunteer firefighters and or police officers. So um, it's in the blood. Uh, My earliest memories of my childhood really uh, when I think about it, the first thing that pops into my head is, is hanging out at the fire station. So um, it's, it's always been a part of me, but um, I can't ever remember wanting to do anything else either. So it's not just that it was in the family. It just was certainly a, a driving interest of mine ever since I was a kid. So um, I feel pretty blessed to be a part of it. And uh, like a lot of people say, as long as I've been a part of it, I've never worked a day. So wow. um, it's been great. That's that's uh, great. Uh, for me, it was kind of different. I, re- I remember growing up, my uh, father always had a huge respect for uh, firemen. And uh, um, we had a cottage out on the lake. There was this uh, firefighter neighbor. Uh, he gave us uh, just uh, retired uh, hose to use as uh, bumpers for, the, for my dad's boats. 
And mm-hmm. she, she just uh, loved that. And uh, I just had that in the back of my mind. And my best friend I was growing up with, he wanted to be a firefighter. And I, I kind of did too uh, at the time just to uh, challenge him because you know how uh, boys are that age. Oh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was in high school, uh, same with you, uh, that I was like, whoa, uh, this could be a great career option. Uh, I joined the volunteer fire service when I was 17. I had to be 18 years old. And uh, my birthday was a few months uh, down the line when I uh, signed up. And they didn't have to uh, sign me up because I was 17, but they did. And that that uh, spoke volumes to me. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely think if it's if it's the right thing for you, it's uh, you you know it, and there's nothing really that's going to stand in your way. I hope to stop you from doing it. Um, you know, it's a blessing, I think, and uh, something we need to take um, seriously and uh, understand that you know there's a lot of folks out there that want to do what what I do or what you do that maybe can't, yeah. and uh, so we have to remember that we're we're privileged to be a part of the service. And it, I mean, it can be challenging at times. There's no doubt. Um, We don't have our shortage, you know, we don't have a shortage of conflicts and and debates and, and, uh, and challenges to overcome. But I I still think, you know, all things considered, um, you know, for me anyway, there's, there's no place I'd rather be. uh, That's for sure. Yeah, no, uh, you hit the nail on the head. That's uh, for sure. Uh, so why did you start exercising? Well, what uh, made you get involved into uh, fitness? Why did I start exercising? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, I'll tell you that from my, I guess from a personal standpoint, there's a couple, there's like three things that kind of all came together for me. First being my current fire department where I work that was experiencing some uh, significant challenges in terms of health and fitness of the, of the members. Uh, and that was an eye opener to me. Uh, and, and I guess along with that at the same time, uh, as part of the, when I was enrolled in the executive fire officer program, National Fire Academy, um, I started to research firefighter fitness and health and was probably like most people, my eyes were open to the fact that it, you know, it was a lot bigger a problem than I ever realized. Um, so I educated myself and, and it, kind of twofold educated myself but also tried to develop that into something that could help my own department uh which which hopefully it has um probably on the most personal note um it really comes down to the fact that my you know my 20 something year old brain uh was telling my 40 something year old body to do things that my 40 something year old body was saying uh you know i can't do that so much anymore um it was a sort of my aha moment uh, when I hit a certain point where I think that that younger mentality where we think we're invincible and automatically in good shape, um, and especially what I consider to be firefighting shape, um, wasn't the case anymore. Now, it was an eye opener to me, and I felt like if I was going to, you know, be a proponent and a and a speaker and a and a thought leader on the on the t- subject matter that I ought to be living that example myself. So, you know, a lot of little things that come together that, that, uh, kind of led me down that path and it's just become a passion of mine now. 
Can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, being firefighter shape compared to just a regular Joe Blow uh, off the street uh, shape for him? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I I think it's all relative. Um, we we like to we like to talk about it as being functionally fit because we need to be uh, we need to be fit mentally and physically for the for the job that we do as firefighters, right? So, um, you know, we we are at least I consider us to be occupational or industrial athletes. So, if you think of it in in the athletic terms, um, you know, a football player trains to be a better football player physically. Right. Um, and they do things, uh, within their workout regimens and their training to make them better at what they do and, and be in better shape for what they do. Um, uh, a marathon runner does the same thing. Um, I think that it would be not very effective if we as firefighters trained like we were marathon runners, right? Just as a, just as a rudimentary example. So when I say firefighter fit, I'm saying, you know, we need to be in the kind of shape to allow our bodies to be able to withstand the rigors that we, that we put it through, uh, when it comes to strenuous firefighting and the research, uh, that, that we've done and, the information that we have from from the scientific community proves out the fact that there's very few, if any, occupations that will will I guess what's the word I'm looking for will punish your body uh, as much as strenuous firefighting will. The physiological effects are simply, in my mind, they're astounding. Uh, what you put your body through, your heart, your muscles, every single body system uh, is dramatically affected by the things that we do and the heat stress and the dehydration and the other things that come into play. So um, that's, that's kind of how I equate it. I think we need to train for what we do because um, we're asking our bodies to do such tremendously difficult things um, when we're engaged in, in structural firefighting that um, it's almost uh, uh, impossible to recreate, for example, in the gym, you know, try to try to run your heart rate up over 200 beats a minute, even in the most, intense high interval training workout you won't do it no so so i guess that's the best way i can explain it is we need to train for what we do and what we do is difficult exactly uh that's why i'm not a huge fan of uh crossfit because uh to me uh crossfit is just a one-size approach to everything but like uh firefighting uh if i put my uh, personal training uh cap on too uh like say uh being an athlete too it's totally different and you're using totally different energy systems mm-hmm. um even um uh, like doing work being a firefighter it's a totally different ball game when you're breathing sc uh when you're breathing air Absolutely. There's certainly that restriction that we know, uh, you know, has been proven to be at least 15% reduction in your cardiovascular capacity uh, when you're when you're on air, um, which is why I like the, the, you know, the training devices that restrict your breathing from time to time to help you improve that, you know, anaerobic capacity. Um, and uh, it's just it's, if you don't know, I guess the best way to say it is if you don't realize how difficult it is, then you know you got to put that gear on and put that mask on and and try to do what we do and see how it feels, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, I found out something really fascinating uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, totally makes sense. I just never thought, thought about it. Uh, wildland firefighters, and I could probably say structural fighters too, uh, they have a, a increased risk of getting uh, rhabdo. Uh, I'm not sure if you uh, heard of it. I can't pronounce the whole word, but it's basically... Uh, muscle cell tissue death. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's no doubt. And I have, uh, I could tell you as a, as a structural firefighter, uh, by trade, so to speak, that I have the utmost respect for our, our wildland firefighter brothers and sisters. That's just a, there again, another example of, the, the specific rigors and stressors that you put your body through and what you need to be able to withstand. Um, not so much even just in explosive or short term formats, but also over the long haul. Right. So, um, you know, we, we have to train comprehensively in my opinion, but also functionally at the same time. So, uh, that's kind of what we try to do and try to live. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you and Jim Rock, Jim Moss wrote uh, Firefighter Functional Fitness. What uh, made you guys write that? Well, uh, I'm sure Jim probably, I know you've talked to him. I'll say that uh, it, it kind of started out organically, so to speak. Uh, Jim Jim being, a, you know, a personally was a, you know, a strong advocate of firefighter fitness and health himself. Uh, I had been doing the same thing individually on, on a small scale myself, trying to you know, raise awareness and get people to understand that, you know, generally speaking in the firefighter world, it's really our health that, that kills most of us, not necessarily the other things that most people uh, would automatically associate with, you know, firefighter deaths. Um, not to say that can't happen, but it's certainly not, it's the minority, right? Um, so we kind of connected on social media, really, like most people do these days and, uh, you know, realized that we were both kind of uh, preaching the same things and decided we should maybe write an article together. Um, we, uh, we did that. We wrote a we co-authored an article, um, for fire engineering, um, that, w- that went online on their online uh, site and it got tremendous, uh, results and feedback and, and, uh, kind of, I guess, put us out there a little bit. And, uh, as a follow-up to that, we wanted to maybe do, uh, I guess what we at that point it was an eight part an eight part series um, that ended up being um, our con- which basically ended up coming from what's now our concept of the big eight of firefighter functional fitness. So we were going to take eight different components that we thought we should be strong at, and we were going to write a little article on each one of them, and kind of half jokingly initially, and then more seriously as the time went on, we. You know, I said to him, you know, we should probably write a book because there's a lot more we can talk about than, than this. And uh, at first we, we laughed about it and then it got more serious and it went on from there. We started developing outlines and realizing that, you know, we could maybe do a lot more for our brothers and sisters than writing a couple articles. And that's kind of how it was born. And now we're, uh, we're sort of trying to feed the monster, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's a really great uh, magazine, uh, Fire Engineering. That's uh, huge. So uh, congratulations to uh, you guys for making a really great business. Uh, so 
you kind of touched on it a little bit uh, during the last question, but uh, you guys travel the country now, basically going to different uh, fire departments to put on uh, lectures about uh, uh, the fire, fire functional fitness. How did that start? Uh, I think it was sort of a, a, a natural progression. Um, you know, the first and foremost thing was what we wanted to do was get get our book out there and get it into people's hands as a as a resource for them to use, not so much uh, the next book that you're going to read and put on your shelf. But one of the things we like to see the most is uh, when people uh, come to our programs or we see them in person or we see them post a picture of our book when it's you know, it's dog-eared, it's got notes written in it, and, and we, we can tell that they're using it as an everyday resource that comes out of their gym bag when they go work out. Uh, so, um, honestly, uh, we, we started out with our main focus being getting that information out and making sure it was peer-reviewed and, and you know, you know that it that it was fact based, and then uh, once we did that, then we we turned our attention to trying to get the word out in person, and we developed some programs to do so. Um, we've had great support from, as you said, from you know uh, FDIC and fire engineering, and certainly our publisher, Firefighter Toolbox, and David Solar has been uh, not only our publisher but a great partner to us. Uh, and so, uh, I guess as our our interest grew in the fire service, you know, people started asking us, do you teach? And of course we were doing, we were doing the, the, the conferences, the fire service conferences, but we've now put together, um, programs that we can go out and come to your fire department and do a program for you as well. And it's been uh, received very well. We've been to several places across the country this year, and we're already working on booking, um, events for next year and uh we love to do it that's really i think for me anyway where the rubber meets the road is where i get to go out and you know be face to face with the the folks that follow us and want to learn more about what 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 it takes and give them that information so they can then take it back to their own personnel and help them as well so that's kind of why we're doing it That's uh, really great. And uh, if a fire chief or uh, somebody that's uh, listening in that wants to bring this into the fire department, how can they uh, get a hold of you? Uh, well, the easiest way to do it is, uh, well, our main webpage is firefighterfunctionalfitness.com. So that's pretty easy to remember. Um, on the webpage is a link for workshops that you can just click on the link and it brings up a bunch of information about, about the workshops. It has some testimonials on there from some uh, previous departments that we've been to. And it's just a simple form you can fill out. Uh, it's just a submission form. Uh, go to firefighterfunctionalfitness.com slash workshops and fill out your information. We get it to you. And I'm typically responding to you within 12 hours or less and provide you with all the details you need. Uh, we'll go anywhere a plane flies. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, we just want to bring the message out and get it to in, in as many people's hands as we can. So, uh, we, and you, of course you can also follow us on social media, all of our handles on Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, Facebook are at firefighter F fit. Uh, you can always reach out to us there. And of course you can email us as well at, um, F3 at, or excuse me, our email address is firefighterfunctionalfitness at gmail.com. So, um, Jim, I'm sure told you, we answer everybody. We talk to everybody. We don't ignore anybody. So all you have to do is reach out and you'll be sure to hear back from us. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. 
So uh, why do you think fitness is so important to the first responder? First responder being not just a firefighter, uh, military, uh, police officer, or, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think for me, uh, it, it just comes down to the fact that whether, and I'm glad you don't differentiate between firefighters and, and police and military because we're all in the same category, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it really comes down to the fact that whether you like it or not, you're held to a higher standard, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that you have to get right in your own mind and have the right attitude about to begin with, uh, or else, you know, in, in my opinion, you're not going to, you're going to fail, um, at what you do. So we don't want that. Um, the, the fact of the matter is that in our, in our occupation, in our calling, in our profession, we're the people that they call when they can't call anybody else. There's, there's, an innate expectation in the community that you serve that you're not only trained to do what you do and do it well, but you are able to physically and mentally be able to do it, right? Um, your community assumes that about you as a firefighter or a military uh, person or EMT or a police officer. So that's my belief. Uh, you, you are accountable to a lot more groups of people than a typical civilian would be. You're accountable to yourself, you're accountable to your coworkers, you're accountable to the community that you serve, and certainly, last but not least, you're accountable to your family and the people that care about you and, and the people that are supporting you knowing that it's a difficult thing that you, could, that you do and that, you know, as Patty Brown once said, you know, you, you, you can do everything right in this business and still get killed. And they know that and they support you anyway. So in my opinion, I think we owe it to all of those groups of people to do the best we can to take care of ourselves and not not take this thing lightly. Yeah, no, for sure. That's an excellent answer. Uh, So the last part of the podcast, uh, this is going to be called No Bull. It's a rapid fire question. So just one or two word responses. Are you ready? Um, I guess so. I'm ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, so best purchase under $100? Best purchase under $100 is going to be Firefighter Functional Fitness Book. <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> love it. That's wicked. <laughs> I had to say that. Yeah, I know. That's perfect. I like that. <laughs> uh, Beatles or Elvis? Beatles. Nice. Uh, favorite baseball team? Philadelphia Phillies. I was there when they won the World Series, man. Come on. Nice, nice. I was uh, living in Toronto when uh, the Blue Jays won the World Series back-to-back. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was a young young one, though. I think it was eight or nine at the time. <laughs> it's always good, though. Yeah. Uh, favorite song? Uh, any song by Rush. Oh, a Canadian band. Right Absolutely. on. Nice. Down. Yeah. A good uh, rock band, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Any uh, quotes that you live by? Uh, geez, probably several, uh, uh, but to keep it brief, I would have to go back to Ben Franklin and, 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 and the good old well done is better than well said. Nice. Uh, do you have a favorite exercise? Uh, 
I have a favorite exercise modality. I love to work out with kettlebells, Russian kettlebells. So uh, if you can put one of those or two of those in my hands, um, any exercise that I can that I can accomplish with those uh, kettlebells is my favorite. Uh, if I had to go in specifically um, to, to a specific exercise, it would probably be the kettlebell snatch. Nice. I love you uh, actually uh, answered my other other question, but uh, yeah, I love kettlebells too, and uh, the kettlebell snatch is uh, a torture. Yeah, it definitely works. So <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's basically uh, the end of the interview. Do you have anything you would like to say to the listeners? I, well, first, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to come on. I really appreciate the uh, fact that you reached out. It's always great to to chat with uh, guys like yourself that are, are uh, you know, understand the importance of, of staying fit and healthy. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to get that word out to your listeners. Uh, for your listeners, I, I would just offer that if you are interested you know you know how to get a hold of us uh even if you're not uh you know the best thing you can do for yourself is give yourself the gift of health so stay in shape stay healthy you know live a life of a lifestyle of moderation uh, and take care of yourself you know that's that's really what it all comes down to right on uh i would like to thank you uh dan for an excellent interview and uh for everyone that's listening in uh Stay tuned in a few weeks for the next interview. Thanks, everyone. Bye.